Welcome back to the Elite Teams podcast. Today, we talk about suffering. What is the point? Why do I have to suffer? What qualifies as suffering? It's physical, mental, emotional, and psychological. But broken down, we really get to a lot of circumstances that could be qualified as suffering. All this and more today on the Elite Teams podcast. Let's jump right into it. My name is Mike Brown, Elite Teams Executive Director and Founder, Lifelong Learner, Happily Married, Father of Four, and Overcomer. And I'm happy that you are with us here today. Elite Teams is all about overcoming difficulties, persecutions, hardships, and insults in life. Through military formatted training, through high-stress scenarios, we build leaders. Military training is all about suffering. Weightlifting is all about suffering. School and college, one would argue, is and does have elements of suffering. Anything with resistance, according to humanity, is counted as suffering. Life has suffering. But what if I were to tell you without resistance, without trial, without suffering, you would not grow? You'd fail to understand how to overcome. And ultimately, all of the suffering that is endured through your life remains just that suffering, hardships, and persecution. There is potency in the renewal of your mind. And I know what some might say, well, just give it to God, give it to Jesus. But there's a fallacy in this way of thinking. It is your job, your mission to work through these various events. You must take the necessary steps. You are the catalyst. You cannot just sit back and wait for something to happen. This will only grow your impatience and anger towards God, family, and your friends, your teachers, your leaders in your life. You must hit this head on. Yes, there are times of grief. There are times of mourning, the debilitation of going through said processes. However, if you stay there, you will be distancing yourself every day from your full potential in who you are and who you are made to be. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says this, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There is a process. And if not active in this process, you stay defeated and unable to overcome. It is difficult to see in the moment. I'll give you that. And I've been in those moments. But take an evaluation of your life. Moments of struggle, moments of difficulty, whether young or old, it is all pertinent. To get to where you are now, you have to have the difficult circumstances that made you who you are today. Who are you today? Have you resolved to work through it? Or do you find yourself in what I like to call the Groundhog Day effect, living the same difficult circumstances over and over again, expecting different results? Maybe it's not the world that needs to rethink, assess, and change. Maybe, just maybe, it's you. What I have seen in years of training young people overseas and stateside in the most horrific poverty, 
veterans who stand on the edge of suicide and gang members in some of the most notorious gangs in some of the worst prisons is that there was a failure in teaching them exactly how to overcome. It starts with a renewal of the mind. So how can perspective shift help and assist you in what you are enduring today and make it work for you? Well, let's jump right into some really important thoughts and then apply them to a story of this very process playing out in a real life scenario. Suffering, though inherently challenging and difficult to navigate, can also yield positive effects and transformative growth for individuals. While it may seem counterintuitive, suffering often serves as a catalyst for personal development, resilience, and the reshaping of one's perspective on life. Well, resilience and strength. So what is produced through suffering? I mean, I could tell you the other side of the coin, which we've we've been beaten down by this so much. So I can go into the depression. I can go into the hurt. I can go into the unforgiveness. But I really want to concentrate on this perspective shift. Where can you direct your mind in order to come back to said circumstance and say, you know what? How can I learn to be resilient? How can I learn empathy? How can I learn to reevaluate my priorities? How can I learn to grow and transform from this circumstance? Resilience and strength. Suffering can be a crucible in which resilience is forged. Enduring and overcoming challenges can lead to a heightened sense of inner strength and the ability to cope with adversity. Just as muscles grow stronger after being subjected to resistance, individuals can develop emotional and psychological resilience through the process of enduring suffering. And you heard a story last week about Madeline, who initially had a really tough time overcoming one of our obstacles that we train on. More and more, as she started to shift her mindset, shift her focus, she ended up determining that she did have it in her to overcome. And what happened? She went up and she overcame and she did it in great time. And then the third opportunity to go up there and jump on that obstacle again, she not only overcame, she led others, making a positive impact both in her world and in the lives of the others that were affected and engaged. We learn empathy and compassion. Personal suffering can foster deep empathy and compassion for others who may be going through similar struggles. Having experienced pain firsthand, individuals may become more attuned to the emotions and needs of others, which can lead to stronger connections and a greater desire to contribute positively to society. Sinking back or reverting back into a hole and not able to engage or overcome really does make an impact not only in your own life, but in the life of your family and those closest to you, your friends. There's reevaluation of values and priorities. Suffering often prompts individuals to reevaluate their values and priorities in life. In the face of hardship, people tend to reflect on what truly matters to them, leading to a potential shift in focus from material pursuits to more meaningful aspects such as relationships, personal growth, and contributions to the greater good. Investing in others, loving others where they're at, understanding that circumstances that uh, each one of us are going through daily really does require someone to step in and come alongside. And that person just very well might be you. Suffering 
produces personal growth and transformation. Adversity can be a powerful catalyst for personal growth and transformation. Struggling through difficult situations can prompt individuals to seek self-improvement, learn new skills, and develop a deeper understanding of themselves. The process of facing and overcoming challenges can lead to an expanded sense of identity and a greater appreciation for the journey itself and for the journey of self-discovery. You learn enhanced creativity and problem solving. Suffering often demands creative problem solving and adaptability. The need to find new ways of dealing with adversity can lead to enhanced creativity and innovative thinking. These skills developed during challenging times can be applied to various areas of life, contributing to personal and professional success. You look back through at your job, your daily grind, what you endure, what you go through, problems that are placed before you. You work through them. The feeling is phenomenal. You work through these situations, these smaller micro situations, and you're overcoming and you're providing results and you're figuring things out. It really does create a sense of overcoming, a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment. What does that look like in the bigger picture? What does that look like in your life on these bigger piles, on these bigger issues that you're enduring? Because there is an answer. Suffering produces a heightened sense of gratitude. Experiencing suffering can lead to a heightened sense of gratitude for the positive aspects of life that might be taken for granted before. Moments of pain can serve as a stark reminder of the value of health, life, and the everyday joys that might be overlooked. So many times the mind goes back into the depression, back into what ifs, the back into maybe it could have been different. But the bottom line is, is that what you are engaged in right now is what you are engaged in. And if I could provide a thought of something tangible and practical, you have two scales in the balance of your life. You're either placing those tokens in one side or the other in life or death. You start to tilt the scales in the direction of positivity, in the direction of growth, in the direction applying these tenets. You find yourself able to solve said problem when it comes up again, when you're confronted with it again. And more times than not, you are establishing your skills as a leader in your own life and a leader in the lives of others. You receive a deepened spiritual and philosophical insight. Suffering can prompt individuals to explore existential questions and seek deeper spiritual or philosophical insights. Many find solace, meaning, and purpose in their suffering by engaging in introspection and contemplating the broader mysteries of existence. Now, being a pastor and being a missionary and uh, being a faith-based uh, organization, we really take this seriously. Because when we back up and we look and we say, well, why did God do this to me? Why am I enduring? Why am I having to go through all of this suffering? What is the point of all of this suffering? Well, I want to I tell you right now, God did not make that happen. Those were circumstances in life that happened. So we, we don't need to blame God. What we need to do is we need to go back and say, what can I really gain from what I've gone through? This is a time of testing. Testing, like it says in Romans 5, 3 through 5, will produce perseverance, character, and hope. 
but we have to be able to shift our mind back into that. And I'm not saying immediately when you endure suffering, that crisis mode, you are, you are immediately going, well, everything's okay. You know, it's, it's producing something. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is there is a period that you will go through and have introspection and you're thinking through it. You're meditating on it. You're thinking, you know, how could I have done this different? And you have that time to engage and you're devoting that time. However, what happens after you make the determinations? Now you have the long road to be able to adapt and overcome. You're applying these insights. You're adding those tokens to the positive, to the life side of your scales of balance in your own life. And last, community and social bonds. Shared suffering can foster a strong sense of community and social bonding. Coming together with others who are experiencing similar challenges can provide a support network and a sense of belonging, leading to mutual encouragement and shared strength. It's a really neat story of one of our teams down in Central America. And um, there was a really hard situation where the grandfather of one of our team members had passed away. And because of the suffering that this team went through during training, it didn't matter that this young man lived seven hours away by bus, which if anybody knows the buses in Central America, they're less than safe. They picked up everything, they raised the money, and they traveled seven hours on a bus to be with their brother who was going through extreme pain. He was very close to his grandfather. I had a, the great opportunity to meet his grandfather. And they went and they were with him from the beginning until the end. Went through the processes, went through the crying, went through the hurt. Uh, you know, the questions that were being asked, you have a team that stands with you through thick and thin. It doesn't matter the severity of the circumstance because walking through it alone, my friends, is probably one of the most destructive things that you can do apart from placing those tokens in the death side of the scales of balance in your life. Reaching out, engaging others speaking, pouring out, hurting together. That is what we train for in elite teams. And that is what you can do in this life. You get those people that have gone through the trials. You get those people in your circle that have endured. You get those people that will speak positivity in your life and not just add those tokens in that death side of the balance of the scales in your life. Determining the specific purpose of an individual's suffering is a deeply personal and introspective journey. It's important to recognize that I don't have access to personal details about your life, experiences, or circumstances, so I cannot provide a definitive answer about the purpose of your suffering. However, I can offer some guiding perspectives that can help you reflect on this question. Apart from Resilience and strength and empathy and compassion, reevaluation of values and priorities, personal growth and transformation, enhanced creativity, problem solving, heightened sense of gratitude, deep and spiritual and philosophical insights, community and social bonds. I'm letting you know 
that when you renew your mind, this is where your mind can go back to. You can start to work down through these. What can I learn in each of these areas? Self-discovery and growth. Reflect on how your experiences have shaped your character, your values, and your resilience. Consider the ways in which you've learned and adapted and become stronger through your challenges. Overcoming your challenges. It might be a chance for you to demonstrate your ability to overcome adversity and emerge stronger on the other side. Contribution to others, really giving to others when they go through these circumstances. I'm telling you what, your experiences of suffering could potentially lead to you making a positive impact on others' lives. Your insights, your wisdom, and your journey through difficult times might inspire and uplift others who are struggling. You are the ones, the grassroots movement, that is going to make a difference. I'm telling you now, the world tells you that your voice does not matter. Nobody wants to listen to what you have to say, but I want to tell you on a smaller scale from the five foot view, the person that is standing in front of you going through same circumstances that you have gone through, you have the opportunity to make a positive impact. And a lot of times we don't see it, but one of those situations would have ultimately led to suicide. And it's very sobering to think of this. You have in your mind through overcoming, through your tongue, through your actions, the opportunity to invest and save someone's life. Building your resilience for future challenges, you know, enduring suffering can build resilience that prepares you to face your future challenges. All of a sudden you reflect on how your experiences have equipped you to handle adversity and you handle it more effectively. When this problem or issue comes up again, you now have the foundation and the strength to stand on. Meaning that you will be able to launch off of that platform a lot easier than sanding in sinking sand. Your identity is shaped. Your experiences, including suffering, contribute to shaping your identity and your narrative. Consider how your journey, including the difficult parts, has contributed to the unique individual you are today. Let me tell you something. You are a unique individual. I want to say that again. You are a unique individual. Whether you're religious or whether you're not, you are a unique individual. Your life has purpose and has value. And what you endure, what you engage in on a daily basis, and how you overcome has purpose and it has value. What you learn has value. How can you apply that value to make a difference in your marriages, in your lives, in the lives of those that are closest to you and in the world at large. You know, it's easy to sit back and say, well, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. There's no way that we're going to recover from this. Well, let me tell you, the news capitalizes on the negative. I want to keep pushing this crap. That's what they do. The politicians, they want to engage and capitalize on the fear. And, and that's, that's really a great method of control. Well, what about if the grassroots movement of, you know, the people in our daily lives were impacted by what you have overcome and endured and you, you actually give them advice that will help them and promote them and encourage them to stand in the face of adversity.
I've seen it in Central America. Right now with this model, we're taking children in that would otherwise be heading towards gangs and we're steering them in a direction that is impacting a nation, the nation of Honduras. That's incredible. That's truly incredible. So I've seen firsthand how this mindset, how this model can be applied. It's not just information. It's a model that will transform society at large. Remember that finding purpose in suffering is a personal and evolving process. It's okay to seek support from friends, family, mentors, or professionals. If you're struggling to make sense of your experiences, ultimately the meaning you derive from your suffering can be a source of strength and insight that guides you in your future choices and your future actions. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. And I, I understand, you know, we're told all of our lives, we need to be strong. We need to be strong. Only the strong survive. Well, let me tell you something. It takes weakness, humility, and a mindset to overcome, to go back through all that I've just spoken about and apply it to your life that will produce strength, real strength, not anabolic steroid strength, not not poser strength. I'm telling you, it will provide a deep core of strength in your life and your default, your muscle memory will ultimately go back to that strength that resides in you that has been formed and toiled over and built and, and claw that just to get through the circumstance that you're going through. Shifting perspective is vital to understanding suffering. Look at your own journey. What have you endured and what what were the takeaways? Yes, you can take the road to depression, to hate, to anger, to unforgiveness. Or you can deconstruct your journey and understand that engaging and overcoming will lead you to a place of strength and unlock your full leadership capabilities. It's difficult to process suffering and hardship. I'm not telling you to laugh it off and just accept it. This will be an obstacle that is extreme and difficult to overcome. But there is always a way to overcome. As you take your next step, you have a decision to make. Will I allow this to grow me or allow this to destroy me? This will be your decision. Make the correct one. I was in military training for many years. I went to boot camp when I was 17 years old. I went to training and we didn't sleep. We exercised every day, multiple times a day during the night. We ran many miles. We learned many things. I remember a training we did where we ran all night and all day. There were explosions. There was screaming and shouting and shooting and everything was chaotic. We didn't sleep for 48 hours and we did exercises without stopping. It never seemed to end. At the time, the mind goes back to the ridiculousness and the pointlessness of what we were enduring. We smelled, we were hungry, we were tired, exhausted, very cold. Why did I need to go through all of that training? Why did I need to go through all of that chaos? 
why did I need to encounter obstacles? Why is the question we always want to ask in situations of difficulty? What is the reason? Sometimes we don't understand in the moment. Sometimes we don't get it in the moment. But I guarantee you, going through those circumstances and applying these tenets really do help us on that day that something comes down the road and we are confronted and we are able to overcome. One day while we were in the Persian Gulf, I was sleeping and at 2 a.m., the sirens started to, to wail. They started to scream and smoke was rising. And I jumped out of where I was sleeping in my rack and into what was going to be a 72-hour mission. I was without sleep for 72 hours. There was smoke and chaos all around me. Everything happened so quickly. We were facing certain death. But the mission was too important. The lives of the people were too important. And in the end, the lives of over 500 people were saved. I was given a medal and told by my commander, well done. Now, I want to relate this to your life. I want to relate this to what you're dealing with today. Listen very carefully, my friends. What can you learn from this story? What can you learn that will be effective for your life? The 72 hours with no sleep. It wasn't that there was chaos and smoke. It wasn't that there were 500 people saved. It wasn't even about a medal. It was about the preparation. It was about the training. It was about understanding the need to be disciplined in my time of training to do what I was told and to do it with excellence, to bounce back. Maybe we don't understand it all, but utilizing those difficulties to strengthen you for that time when you are met with a circumstance that seems impassable. What circumstances are you in the process of enduring? What situations are you in the process of engaging? And what can you learn from them? And what adjustments can you make in order to persevere and overcome? Form new neural pathways in your brain that say, next time when I am confronted, I am not going to falter. I am not going to divert. I'm not going to revert. I'm going to stand. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Maybe you need to humble yourself and ask for forgiveness. Just maybe you need to stand up and expose your issue and communicate. And maybe, just maybe, you need to ask for help. I'm reminded of a situation I found myself in during the last hurricane to hit Fort Myers, Florida, as I live in Florida. I was confronted by a woman as we were down cleaning up houses that were decimated and areas that were completely chaotic and out of control. Piles of trash and garbage reached to the skies. It was an unending jungle of just broken lives. She pulled up to me with tears in her eyes and she said, I, I don't know who to talk to, but I need to talk to somebody about the crisis that I'm going through. And she began to lay out such a chaotic story that it took me back. And her friend was next to her inside of her vehicle and she was weeping. And immediately I was drawn to the piles that were before me. I was looking around as I saw lives destroyed, a chaotic mess. And I started to ask her what was going on in her world. Well, she had disclosed to me that her daughter just tried to kill their baby in the bathtub. That her husband just died. 
and that her boat was stuck in a tree and she was being sued because she could not get the boat out of the tree. You talk about a chaotic situation. Well, there's no easy answer. Everybody wants that. This is what you need to do to get out of it. I'm giving you the tools to be able to compartmentalize and be able to work through it. So that's exactly what I did to her. I said, you know, ma'am, I can never even imagine what you're going through. But I want you to take a look out in front of you. There are so many things happening in your world. Take a look out in front of you. You see all of these piles that we are tasked with cleaning up. Well, they kind of represent the piles in your life, the circumstances, the situations that you're engaged in, the difficulties that you're going through. Really, you can only start to deconstruct and clean up one pile and then the next pile and then the next pile. And I said, I am not telling you to disregard any of these other difficult circumstances, but I want you to put them in priority because we need to start to work through this. What is the biggest event that you're dealing with right now? And she started to talk to me about the death of her husband. What is the next biggest event? Then she started to talk to me about the potential murder of her grandchild. And then the next event. And so as we started to put identity to each of these piles, said us as an organization, we look at this and say, this is complete chaos. How is this ever going to be cleaned up? But as we started to engage in that pile and shrink the size of that pile, we start to see the light bursting through this property. This property has now been cleaned up. Now we engage the next pile. The same thing happened. And then we engage another pile. My friends, when I came back down after a couple months of doing this, the entire area was clean. Initially, you look at the piles, you revert back and you say, this is an impossibility. I don't even know where to begin. You must start to put identity to your chaos and start to determine, I have to engage, get it cleaned up, work through it. And then I need to go to something that I might have put less emphasis on and I need to start working through that because trying to do it all at once is not a good idea and it's not going to yield the results that you'd hope for. You're going to get burnout, exhausted. So what are your piles? What are those things that you've determined are chaotic, are suffering in your life? And how can you start to put them in order so that you can engage them, write them down. Every little piece of trash, every little piece that's involved in that pile of suffering, break it down and start to work through it. It might take months, it might take years, it might take a couple of days, but you will be able to clean up and you will be able to see a fresh new start, a fresh new piece of property that you can rebuild on. You have it in you. Be a self-starter. Don't wait for someone to make it all better. Determine in your mind and then put it into action. Take steps to overcome. This is what makes you elite. Well, that'll do it for our podcast today. My name is Mike Brown, Executive Director of Elite Teams, where our business is overcoming obstacles and teaching others to overcome adversity. 
You can check us out on the web at EliteTeams.net or Instagram, Elite Teams Missions, or go to our Facebook page, Elite Teams. This is the Elite Teams Podcast.